Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Well, every New Year brings New Year's resolutions, of course, trying to be a little better. But keeping those goals throughout the year is always much harder than we expect. We get exhausted pretty quickly. And so we wanted to get into what are some of the things that we can do here on a Friday? What are some simple things we can do to make sure we stay with the goal, stay with the resolution longer? Most resolutions, by the way, are thrown away uh, by January 21st. Occasionally, they can last as long as two months, uh, but rarely do they go, go past that. And so we wanted to get into this ability to stick with it, to stay with it. And we wanted to look at that from a a number of different angles. And we were really pleased recently to have Cassie Gordon join us from the Huntsman Mental Health Institute. She talked to us this week uh, about how do we do that? What are some of the tips and strategies uh, from a psychological perspective and focus that can help us stay with it uh, all the way to completion? So one of the things that we talked about with Cassie Gordon was just a simple idea of if you want to really get that New Year's resolution rolling, establishing some very simple rituals and simple routines can be a, a real key to a healthier future. Because um, our rituals, I think, are what creates excitement. It's what turns the responsibility of what we have in our routine to play. And I think in order to have a, have a resolution and stick to it, especially with being sober, I've got to have some fun with it, something to look forward to. And um, it's, it's all in the like the little details of, of rituals. So like a ritual could be, so like a routine would be, you know, coffee, like every morning, like on, on, on your back porch. And a ritual would be meeting up with, for coffee on Sunday with friends because um, it's something that I'm looking forward to. It creates that excitement and it's that natural like dopamine receptors are just coming down. And then like another ritual would be like, you know, um, uh, setting the dinner table, you know, every night and then, oh, excuse me, that's a routine. And a ritual would be like, you know, decorating the, the dinner table with flowers, right? Like it's something that I'm looking forward to. So like developing like healthy rituals in recovery and sobriety is going what is going to help like make it last, maintain. It's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, so I, I love that, especially those uh, we we do have this thing called dry annuary, uh, which I've never had to participate in. Uh, but we do know there are a lot of folks out there who try to participate in dry annuary, especially those who are dealing with uh, substance abuse or addiction, uh, alcoholism. Uh, and so rituals are such a, a, a critical part of getting a new system, getting your, your brain to rethink your day, having things to look forward to, as well as uh, regular things to do, actively do. 
uh, is a really important part of that process. Uh, we went on to kind of a, a next focus, which I think is is real critical. It's one we often don't quite figure out most times, and that is uh, managing stress. Because often we're doing really well on our goals, and then suddenly we have a major stress event that throws us off. And before we know it, we're spiraling down away from our goals or our New Year's resolutions. So Cassie had some ideas in terms of managing stress as a way to make sure you stay on track. For a significant amount of time, people can kind of delve into the routine. What are they doing to manage stress throughout the day? Not just like at the end of the day, but what are they doing to manage their stress? Like in the mornings, in the afternoons, I'm going to work, coming home from work, driving on foothill. I'll tell you what, like that is so stressful for me. But what am I doing to manage my stress like throughout the day? How am I making that part of my routine? Uh, and so as we look at the stress component to it, it, it is vital, I think, to step back, recognize the stressor, because often it's within the stress that we start to justify just a little cheat here or just a little lapse there or just a little bit of laziness on the other side, uh, and we justify it. And so one, recognizing the source of our stress, then recognizing how we deal with that can be really important because you don't want just a little bit of stress like some bad traffic uh, or a disagreement with your boss or your spouse to throw you off in terms of the goals that you've committed to in the new year. Uh, this next one that Cassie Gordon talked about, again, from uh, Huntsman Mental Health, uh, the importance of mindfulness. I can't tell you how important this one is. I think a big thing that we talk about here, and it's a buzzword, I'll tell you what, it is such a buzzword, but it's a buzzword for a reason, mindfulness. And I'm going to kind of break it down like just like simple key simple things that we can do to just kind of be mindful in the process. It's taking a couple deep breaths. It's noticing being engaged in a conversation, basically kind of slowing down um, and grounding myself. Because if I can just slow down and, and and ground myself, it changes the way I think and feel about things. So mindfulness, uh, Cassie's absolutely right. Uh, It has become a bit of a buzzword, uh, but it is a word we all should get real familiar with, not just in principle, but in practice. Uh, I believe one of the most important things you can do in any aspect of your life is learn to be present to the moment. That ability to be still, that ability to be here now uh, is so crucial because often we end up doing one of two things. As we're working on our goals, if we have something go wrong, we either immediately start going backwards to how awful it was last time, or I failed at this when I tried it last year, so it's all hopeless, or we project forward uh, and act as if this is the new normal. Get rid of that. Uh, It's not going to be like that way forever because you can change it. But the people who have the capacity to be present to the moment, uh, it has always been said of Michael Jordan, uh, greatest basketball player of all time, it was not his speed, it was not his height, it was not his strength, it was not his basketball skills, it was his ability to be present to the moment. He never worried about the last shot that he missed. He was never projecting forward to the next 60 seconds. He was constantly present to the moment, uh, and that made him a fierce competitor. Uh, I I do uh, qigong, a form of tai chi, uh, as a way to be more mindful. And you can do it anywhere, anytime. They're great disciplines, and it frees your mind, it empowers your soul, uh, enables you to really look at things in the right perspective, uh, and to come up with better solutions in terms of how do you move forward. Even if you're dealing with anxiety, depression, chronic pain, 
uh, a big failure, all of those things. Be present to the moment. And uh, in fact, I'm going to go a little bit to uh, a conversation I had with uh, BYU basketball coach Mark Pope. Uh, he said that to his players, he said, look, the game, the game only asks one question. And that is, what are you going to do? What are you going to do now? So if you miss five shots in a row, the only thing the game cares about is what are you going to do now? And if the referee calls two fouls on you on a row, uh, what are you going to do? Are you going to get mad? Are you going to get frustrated? Are you get angry? And so it's about being present to the moment uh, is the way we actually get to that. Uh, you know, I concluded my conversation with, uh, with Cassie, as we did here on Inside Sources, uh, on another really crucial component, uh, I think, of sticking with your New Year's resolution. And it might be a little surprising. Uh, it's actually compassion. And, and Cassie talked about this uh, and said, you know, we often talk about being compassionate to others. Uh, it is so, so important for us to be kind and to be compassionate to yourself. Because there are going to be times when you have setbacks and challenges. Uh, you're not going to be perfect by Friday. And don't try to set so many goals that you're going to get done in the first three weeks. Break them down. Bite-sized, chewable, doable pieces be compassionate to yourself and remember that we often run out of energy before we run out of opportunity. So be present, stick with it and stick with us. We're going to step aside for top of the hour news, hour number two of Inside Sources coming up next. Live breaking news now on the mobile app for KSL News Radio. Sponsored by Any Hour Services. Listen at home or anywhere you go. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. This is Utah's news station. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.